Hey everybody, you're listening to Showing Up with Edward Terrace, and today I wanted to talk about how we can have many opportunities in the few. So in my prior podcast, I started talking a little bit about my prior experiences in wrestling, which made me start to think a bit a little bit about my experiences in wrestling and some of the other things that I learned during that time. And one of the things was when I was wrestling in my freshman and sophomore year of college, I had one move, one one takedown. And I'm 100% going to relate this back to the rest of my life. But I, I knew a double leg takedown. It's quite simply the the most simple takedown. It's basically like a tackle. And I I remember people would ask me, they said, Oh, do you ever get bored just doing one move over and over again? Because it would I would be in practice and we would drill takedowns and you know, people would be drilling single legs or throws or trips and just like going back and forth between certain things. Like my buddy Wesley, he was very, very uh, technical. Uh, I don't know if he thinks that, but my uh, wrestling partner was probably one of the most technical people that I ever met. And he taught me a ton. But I just found that single move the double leg which by the way is probably one of the most exhausting things to drill over and over again which might have been why I got a little bit away from it a little bit later in my career just because it wasn't the most efficient if if you didn't get it right uh, of course you had to wait for the perfect moment but I always tell people I was like you know, no I don't ever get bored of doing one thing because it's not you know, sometimes I'll explain wrestling to people and I'll explain takedowns. And the thing about a takedown in, well, I guess we could just say martial arts in general, is that it's not only ever the double leg. Like, yes, there is the one, that one single takedown and it has one term or one name for it, but there's so many things that it could come from. I, I don't know if uh, any of the listeners here have ever listened to uh, or watched wrestling, but if if you're to move somebody in a certain way in front of you, there's so many ways to move another human body uh, to get them in a position to set up a takedown to bring them to the floor. And uh, it was, I did use that one move, but... I would set it up in so many different ways. There were so many different openings that I saw that for people who didn't use that takedown or were a little bit more versatile, they would, you know, they, people would see other openings. Many times if you were to watch a fight, someone would say, well, I'm, I'm surprised that that person isn't executing leg kicks on their opponent. Uh, and I'm sure there's many other examples for other sports or, or even industries. And it's it's funny because if you were to ever watch a wrestling match, you would see somebody and you'd see this opening. But they see so many different openings that 
you almost have to be closed off to certain things to have so much in one specific technique. And uh, I, I started to think about that and try to relate it to my, my personal life and my business now and to kind of give people a, a beacon of, of hope if they are deciding to make change to something else. So for a lot of people who are listening to the show regularly, um, they know that I'm in real estate and you probably would know that I'm trying to do less and less of renting apartments in the city of Chicago and I'm trying to do more and more sales and to do that, I have to give up a little bit of comfort and have just just enough where I'm, you know, giving up the money from the typical amount of apartments that I would rent for investing in my business in the future. Because, you know, when I'm making phone calls to these property owners in the city, a lot of those individuals aren't going to buy or sell property for a year. Of course, there's going to be the people who need to do business now, which is great. But I, I go into this with the expectation that, and, and the understanding that if it does take a year, I'm going to be patient because I'm going to produce so much more results with my time as long as I'm willing to wait and be okay with having less than I normally would. And through that time, I have I make a lot of phone calls and a lot of my time is spent understanding how to make sales. And it was very nervous for me. It is still nervous because when you're making a change, there's people don't make decisions based upon those three things that I've probably talked about in the past, which is just simply fear, uncertainty, and doubt. So a lot of times if people are wanting to make a change in their life, I feel like a big one. I feel the the fear and doubt comes from the one of uncertainty because uncertainty is, if, if you're not uncertain, you're, you're probably not fearful or doubtful. And with this change, I, I am uncertain many times how long it is going to be before something happens. I am fearful if I'm not going to be able to figure out how to run this business efficiently. But I, I do have faith just like the times and when I wrestled where I, I, I personally didn't feel like I had results until about 10 years into that sport. So when I'm working in my business, that does help me understand patience because it's it was a it was a really good lesson. And I I think if anybody were to listen to this and they had a a son or a daughter and they're thinking about getting them into sports, you know I I highly recommend that because it's a sport where you're really humbled every single day and there's probably going to be years of of pain without any real, real positive results. So I, I do appreciate that time in my life. But during this time, I've probably 
been, what is it now? Probably six months. Probably six months I've been making cold calls really hard for the first um, first time ever. And uh, I've learned a ton through this. And the, the best relation that I can give to my story of wrestling and my experience with my cold calls to business or property owners in the city of Chicago is that I've seen new openings from this one thing. And um, don't want to get too sidetracked, but one thing is is a book that was written by Gary Keller, I believe. I apologize if I'm getting this incorrect. I'm going to do a quick fact check here. One thing book. <laughs> But it's uh, when I first got into, yeah, it's by written by Gary Keller, and I'm gonna slaughter this, a uh, Jay Papazin or Papazin, <laughs> and I, the first time I understood this concept was when I was I was in wrestling and I was learning about techniques, and then I came across it again after graduating college, and somebody shared this with me, and I was like, oh, this is pretty familiar. There's a lot of wrestlers who only have one thing, but have phenomenal results. And that's exactly what this book is. I, I, I can't personally recommend it to you because I haven't read it yet. But for some people who listen, this might already be something that you've read. But it's a book about extraordinary results. And I'm assuming from the title and from what people have told me that the one thing is talking about how you can have phenomenal results and probably even a phenomenal life from one thing. Now, of course, Gary Keller, he's the founder of Keller Williams, the big real estate brokerage across the country. So many people would probably think a main part about it is financials, which I'm sure it is. But even more so, I think, is the one thing that you could do to just have a great life. And I uh, I just wanted to kind of talk about that book a little bit just because I do know that that perspective definitely comes from, um, that's a really good example for a book. Um, because sometimes I'll talk to people and they'll ask me, like I was talking to my wrestling, old wrestling coach, Mike Tyrone the other day. He uh, coaches at UW Platteville, so UW in Wisconsin. And he was asking me about certain books and if I read books. And to be honest, I don't read books. Um, I used to crush out audiobooks once in a while when I was driving. But I'm more of kind of like a podcast guy. And uh, so often people will be like, oh, that kind of sounds like a book. But I really, like when I'm recording these podcasts or anything that I'm making with uh, a vlog or uh, anything that I post on social media, it's just stuff that I'm already living. But of course, there's people who've lived before me, so they have wrote about their experiences. So I'm sure there's, you know, we're not too, humans aren't too complicated. We're yeah, we all have our own individuality, but there's a lot of things about us that are similar. So it's great to uh, share information and people will get stuff from that. But during these past six months, I have really put a halt on any of my past deals for rentals. They've all come from repeat clients or referrals, and uh, which thank you so much to my clients who pay my bills every every single month because without them I wouldn't be able to to do that and take this next venture and uh, I've really only took 
that business and work that business because right like that's reoccurring residual uh income that I don't have to I've already built the relationship right in real estate or certain businesses building that re- that relationship a lot of times is the investment because you're not seeing any money in return because a lot of times people don't do business with you but you have to focus on the relationship that you're building rather than the money because you'll get so many more deals or rentals from that individual so I don't want to stop doing rentals that come in as repeat clients or referrals because it's right that's an investment that I've already made and it's it's actually great because it allows me to stop doing extra rentals where I can spend the rest of my time invest doing now new investments with new relationships that, um, with people who are property owners, uh, which of course is going to be that yield that's going to be so much higher for me. And since I've stopped, since I've stopped doing my own personal outreach of rentals, I... I had that fear where I was like, well, I'm not going to, you know, when is it going to be that I'm going to see results? And during this time, I've learned of a new way to gain new business, uh, which was kind of a combination of things that other people have taught me, but then I just kind of put together from the only opportunity that was in front of me. So there was a property owner that I reached out to. And he told me that he wanted to sell, and I, I didn't really couldn't really get the exact reason out of him. Which, by the way, people in person versus on the phone, like people are so much nicer in person. Not that they're not nice in, on the phone, but we have this concept or this perspective when we're making cold calls. We have these fears about what they're going to be like. And they're really not like that. They're just, they're on the other end. You can't really see them. Uh, and when you go see these people in person after you like set an appointment with them, they're so nice. Like they're just human. They're just, just a person. Doesn't matter what the price is on the property. Uh, they're literally just a person. And he's like, well, I don't want to traditionally list my property right now. You know, with the COVID-19 and everything going on, I, uh, it's just, I don't think it's the right time. Which, by the way, properties in Chicago, we have had, on single-family homes specifically, even more than a 10% increase this time from last year. So, people, it's it's not about the money for the people. Uh, because if it was only about the money, properties are selling for more in the city in general. So, if people were to tell you they buy and sell for money, uh, and they're not a traditional investor or flipper, that's not the truth. Uh, they buy and sell because of a fear, doubt, and things that they're uncertain about, like I said before. So um, it's it's funny, like that's not a conversation. I don't bluntly say that to people on the phone. But when you start to like listen to people and you look at the statistics, you, you really learn a lot about human psychology. And uh, so I was like, well, no worries, man. I, I, you know, my number one job is to make people feel comfortable. So I'm not going to you know, push people. I'm going to give them all the information that they need and then they can make a decision from there. And so I go to meet with him and I, I was like, well, you know, if you're not looking to do it right now, he said, 
If you bring me somebody who's interested, though, I pay you a commission. So, of course, I get this all in writing in an email. And I said, well, I would love to come by and take photos because you said you don't have any photos of your place. I said, I'm not going to come. I'm not going to hire professional photography because you're not officially hiring me to, you know, be exclusively selling a property. But I'd love to come by with my own camera. Uh, It won't be the best photos, but I would love to come get some photos, uh, advertise it to my network of people. And then... Uh, you know, also put it on third-party sites. Can you tell me that that's okay? So I got that in writing and I go over to his place and really, really nice guy. And I, after we got talking a little bit, it's so funny. People start to open up a little bit more about their, their lives and their goals. And they wanted to move to a different school district. And the past realtor that he had was a really old realtor. He was a buddy. I'm sure he did plenty of business in the past, but he, in my personal opinion, severely underpriced their property and didn't market it correctly online And from after the conversation. So I take these photos of the property, and after I get done with the photos, I... Put this. I so every week I do on every Thursday I do a Chicago market report and then I put the date after the Chicago market report in the subject title, and I give everybody an update of what's happening in the city of Chicago. But I was like, well, hey, I just came across this off-market property. Nobody else has access to it, and it was actually in a really good starter price for Chicago. Like, if you were to find a property that's at one hundred fifty thousand uh, dollars, that is like starter price like that's a two-bedroom condo that you can get that's a solid price and uh so i i put it on my the end the very end of my chicago market report after all the statistics and filling people in on what's actually happening here in chicago and i said hey guys this is a off-market property that i found and the monthly payment after everything hoa taxes mortgage insurance etc the monthly payments twelve hundred dollars, and uh, the and then I put the average person in Chicago pays sixteen hundred dollars a month in rent, and you could own this place for twelve hundred. And I just told everybody, I said, hey, if you like need anything, let me know. I can walk you through this entire process. And there was people that were on my email, right? Like when I go into my Mailchimp, because I you can send mail weekly on Mailchimp. I go back into my MailChimp app and I start looking at everybody that's seen it. And uh, right now there was, looks like I sent it to about 700 people or 650 or whatever. And about 140 people opened it. And then there was three specific people who clicked on that link to see the photos for that property. And lo and behold, there's three people in my database that I rented property to in the past And those people clicked a property for purchase. I never knew, and these people never spoke of ever wanting to buy property. So people are, when it comes to buying property, um, I feel like they, it's just putting yourself out there, right? Like if you were to reach out to a realtor, sometimes it can be nervous to reach out to them. And it is like I said before, and what uh, Ricky Kruth, this uh, real estate coach, has taught me online is that my job is to make people feel comfortable. I am the one 
putting myself out there on the cold calls. I am the one going to these people's property and I will be the one to reach out to these people who are clicking on these certain things and letting them know if they have a question that it's okay to reach out to me because otherwise those people might be nervous and they might not uh, feel comfortable to touch base with me. And I was like, this is one opportunity that came from just doing one thing, which was focusing on property sales rather than property rentals. And and the last example, because I, I don't want to go too much farther here because this is kind of uh, getting to the end of when I typically would record a podcast. But uh, another thing that I did was from that property, even though, so I was afraid to, there was only a few different ways that I've ever sold property. I've never sold property off market like this. And another thing that I did that my buddy told me was, hey, when you get listings, take those photos and the information and put it on, you know, your Facebook subgroup pages or these online for sale pages or marketplace. And you can get people who will like, comment, or share, or tag people. And anybody who interacts with those posts of the property that you put, you personally reach out to them on Facebook. And I remembered that I was like, hey, I can take this off-market property, the photos that he gave me, and I can market this. Even though it's not my own listing um, per se, he has given to me in writing that it's okay to market it. And once again, I put this online and I had somebody reach out to me directly that let me know that he was looking to buy in the area. So since I, not a sense stopped, but gave up external reach out of another form of business and just focused on this one thing, I've been starting to see all of these openings. And I know that if I can really get good at the business of real estate, I my personal goal is I would love to get this business down to a point where I have certain systems in place that I've gotten really, really good at to where maybe I'm doing a couple hours of follow-up every single day and maybe one hour of, of, a, of an appointment or maybe two hours of an appointment every day so that maybe I'm only working two or three hours a day and I can spend the rest of my time doing what this podcast is about, which is for me, building a life by design where I'm not just going into to work and going through my schedule by default with what's been put in front of me. I am waking up and living the life that, well, like I said, has been designed by myself.